Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really naturally to me. I got good eyesight. We're back. Right. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G. Along with Will Perry, and um, hey, we haven't talked to this golf insider for a while. He's been just busy, I don't know, working on his golf game, I think, Will. Yeah, I've seen some photos of Steve out there hitting it around. They had their retreat a couple weeks ago, That's right. We've been keeping an eye on them. But um, there's some breaking news uh, with the LPGA's uh, top player Lydia Ko and uh, we're going to find out the scoop as well as the senior event from Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hey Steve. How are you Holly? Great to be with you as always. Oh good to see you hear you and all that good stuff. Uh, So um, we haven't really talked since the CME. Uh, If you want to you know give us your thoughts on how all that finished up and then this breaking news on Lydia Ko splitting with uh, David Ledbetter. Yeah, you know, I, I loved the, the way the season ended. I mean, with uh, with Area really uh, kind of coming through at the end and capturing all of the uh, all of the awards. I mean, if anybody deserved it, given the way she played the second half of the year, it certainly was her. And, and uh, uh, given the talent that we've all seen and known that was there, we knew it was just a matter of time before she broke through. And, and to have her do it on that stage and in that setting, I, I think was was tremendous, not just for her but for the game overall. Uh, and then, of course, Ng Chun uh, ends up ends up um, uh, winning and and uh, uh, ends up winning the awards that she did. And then, uh, you know, you, you've got um, Charlie Hall winning the golf tournament, which was uh, which was a thriller in and of itself, coming down the stretch with Soyeon Yu. So overall, it was a tremendous week. Um, and, and then, of course, you follow it up because you know our our golf our game never seems to have a break. Uh, you follow it up with the uh, the breakup between uh, Lydia Ko and David Ledbetter. And I, and I have to tell you, Holly, if you didn't see this coming, you don't have eyes. I mean, I saw it in October in Asia when I was over there with Lydia, and I noticed the, the not only noticed the swing changes, but noticed the role that her father was uh, was playing again in, in her in her game. And and it was very very obvious uh, that something was coming down the pike very quickly. So, Steve, another question for you, too. Some other big news from the LPGA. Tell us a little bit more about the LPGA Senior Championship that's going to be hosted at French Lick. Well, you know, it's wonderful to see, especially coming on the heels of uh, the USGA announcing that they're going to have the uh, the senior women's open. Um, I think there is a recognition now uh, that you have a number of legends in the game that, that still have enough game and enough recognition and, and uh, that – that they need to be out out front, uh, and so to have uh, these two major events uh, to correlate with the Legends Tour, which you know still has six or seven events throughout the year around the country, um, I, I think it, it's it's the germ uh, of, of a seed that will end up growing into something um, really really nice uh, for the over forty five players in the in the women's game. Well, and I think not unlike the men's game where. Uh, you know, fitness has played a factor, better conditioning along the way with, you know, players from 20 years ago. 
and and you know just the fact too. I mean, you look at Julie Inkster, you know, still out there competing at a high level. But I think you're just going to see that you know uh, generation and bracket of players expand. Sure, of course you are. I mean, um, you know, when you start looking at the players that are either at at or over 45 or or in that you know in that that uh, time frame, it, it's you know you Meg Mallon. I mean, she Meg can still play. I mean, you've got. Uh, uh, Chris Cheddar, a good friend of mine, can can still play. There, there are a lot of those girls that that really um, are just are just looking for an avenue to compete. Uh, and, and since the LPGA is skewing younger and younger, and you've got you know teenagers capturing all of the awards these days, it's nice to be able to go out and say, hey, look at the you know look at the forty something or the fifty something that is still that's still able to put a number up. I think there are plenty of people out there that. Um... Wouldn't want to tee it up against any of those gals. Uh, you know, they they still have a lot, a lot of game for sure. So uh, you guys had your little editorial retreat recently at Global Golf Post. Uh, you know, what are you talking about for 2017? Well, you know, the, the good news is we're going to be expanding our coverage where we're going to be at a lot more events. We're going to be, um, you know, re- really, I, I think what you're going to see from Global Golf Post is, in the coming year um, is – more in-depth um, analysis of, of various players, you know, perhaps more features. But you're also going to to really see uh, expansions in the amateur game, expansions in in some of the, the tours that people may not know very much about. Um, so, so there, there's going to be um, much more news coverage, um, but it's just going to it's it's going to be on a on a global scale, which is what we've always strived to be. Uh, we're going to just be at these events a lot more often. Well, and, you know, we've certainly seen this year, especially with the Olympics, but, uh, you know, Henrik Stenson's incredible play, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, I mean, uh, maybe not getting as much attention because it's in the fall, but, you know, four out of five events here, uh, big, big stuff happening. Yeah, you know, look, the golf is a global game now. I mean, there was, there perhaps was a time when you had, uh, you know, definitive lines drawn between between continents or between countries that no longer exists. I mean, it, it is you know when when you tee it up in an important event, uh, it, you know that there are flags from all over the world that are that are on display there, and as it should be, uh, you know the greatest players end up coming in and, uh, and and competing against each other. That's what the fans want. That's what's good for the game. Well, and your uh, publisher and. And Chief uh, Golf Dog over there, Jim Nugent, had this vision uh, way, you know, way before, um, you know, some others jumped on it. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, to be to be a digital publication as we have always been uh, has really helped because uh, you know we've never had to support a print product, but by the same time we're able to react quickly to breaking news. Uh, what? Who are you having keeping your eye on in terms of the PGA Tour? Um, you know, that's going to come out of the blocks, do you think, early between Hawaii and the California swing? You know, I, the, the thing I am most interested in is seeing what Jason Day's back looks like. I mean, quite frankly, uh, you know, to, to be the, the, the top player in the game, I mean, this guy sure is hurt a whole lot. And so I am very interested in checking on his health status and seeing what it's going to look like, what the golf swing is going to look like, what his back is going to look like, and if he's just going to be able to hold up physically – um, for any lengthy period of time. Right now, uh, he hasn't been able to. And so that's that's the big question mark for me that has to be answered entering 2017. 
Who do you do you have any other players who you've got kind of your eye on the you know last year was Dustin Johnson the year before that it was Jason Day's year we talked a little bit about Hideki and him kind of peaking is, is he is he good enough at this point does he have enough to his game maybe to kind of ride out you know a, a long season maybe who else do you have your eye on younger players well I, I I'm actually glad you brought up Hideki because he is somebody that I think not only has all of the tools to get it done. I think he's certain his confidence level is at an all-time high. And, I, you know, as, you, as we all know, I mean, this game is all about self-belief. You know, and it takes going out there and beating the best and beating them on a consistent basis for you to realize and understand, hey, you know what, not only do I deserve to be here, I deserve to be on top. Uh, and I think he has hit that stride right now. And, and look, he, he is one of those players with, you know, given, given the, his shot shape and given all the shots that he has – uh, and the tremendous short game that he has, um, he could be someone who could who we would be talking about in the top three or four very quickly, and possibly even for years to come. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's young enough that, that this is a, this is a player who uh, you know we can be talking about for a decade. Well, as I look at the FedEx Cup standings right now, uh, you've got Hideki at number one, Justin Thomas at number two. Um, I think. Uh, you know, be very interesting to see what what Justin does. You know, I, I keep waiting for Justin Thomas to to have the kind of breakout that we've seen Hideki have. Um, clearly, he's you know he, he's in the conversation, um, but he just hasn't he hasn't broken through at that level yet. Now, it's not to say he won't or that he can't. I think he certainly can. He's got the physical gifts, uh, but it's just a function of of what do you need to do to push you to that next level? And, you know, it could happen early in the year, and let's hope it does, because I think, again, he's someone who has the personality and, and, and has the charisma that he would be very good for the fans of the game. We're talking to Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Uh, Phil Mickelson out after second sports hernia surgery in two months. His uh, return uncertain. We know Lefty loves to play out in California, that's an interesting development. It is. And, and you know, look, he, he was always going to take a couple of months off. I mean, he has for, for uh, gosh, 15 years, I guess. You know, when he walks away from it in the fall, uh, he's kind of done, uh, usually until Torrey Pines. So, um, you know, we, we'll see when he comes back. I mean, hernia surgery is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to talk about it. But it's certainly not something that should sideline you for any lengthy period of time. So, uh, yeah, unlike you know a weight-bearing joint or you know shoulder, your rotator cuff or shoulder surgery, this isn't something that that people are going to be looking at and saying, "Oh, gee, you know, will he be able to recover from this?" He certainly should be. Maybe pretty good timing, but I mean, it kind of stinks though too because Phil was playing some really great golf the last six months and kind of wrapping wrapping up the end of of the 2016 side of the season. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it keeps being amazing to me how we, we write him off and he comes back. <laughs> and you write him off again and say, well, maybe this was his swan song, and he comes back and plays great. Um, th- there just seems to be a, a never-ending uh, reservoir there that he can tap into. And, uh, and I don't know if he's still got, got more of that in him, but I wouldn't put it past him. And speaking of not putting anything past this guy, Tiger Woods. Your thoughts on his uh, return in the Bahamas and his swing and how he played overall? You know, I mean, it, it was it was okay. 
Um, he the swing looked good. The swing looked very controlled. He he hit a lot of very good golf shots. Made a lot of birdies. Um, that isn't the level of competition that he's going to experience week in and week out on on the tour. Certainly not in major championships. Uh, and he's not going to be able to get away with some of the misses that he had in the Bahamas. You know, at the Masters or the U.S. Open. So, look, is he is he ready to win? No, he's not ready to win. It, did he did he embarrass himself? No, not at all. I think he he uh, he, he showed up and uh, played fairly played very well. So um, yeah, he's back at the level I think you would expect given the amount of the layoff. Good friend of our show, Damon Hack, wrote earlier in the week about how maybe Tiger's kids were kind of like this newfound area for motivation. I mean, if he's able to tap into that, you know, later in a career, we we often see you know, uh, legends that are kind of fade towards the end. I mean, Tom Brady just got an, another kick in the pants. I'm sure the NFL is loving that and the rest of the league. I mean, could that be possibility for something like Tiger to kind of put together a stretch for the next possible couple of years? I hope so. I mean, look, he's great for the game. He certainly is great for the game. He's great for all of us. Um, the, the interest level always goes up when his name is mentioned. And, and it would be wonderful for this younger generation, people who never saw him at his prime, uh, to be able to see at least a glimpse of what those of us who were around in the late 90s and early 2000s, you know, witnessed. It, it would, it's never going to be that again, uh, but it would be nice for, uh, for another generation to be able to get some semblance of what it was like back then. Almost kind of like the, the ghost of Tiger's past <laughs> was the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm old enough to remember when Jack made his uh, his resurgence in '86. At, you know, that one magical week in the Masters. And uh, you know, look, was it was it the Jack of the '70s? Of course not. But it, but it was good enough. Uh, and I, that's I think that might be what we could see. And it would be wonderful wonderful if we did. Well, with uh, just a minute to wrap up here, Steve. We're only four months away from the Masters. Uh, Boy, it's going to be very interesting this year. And we got a lot of players in the mix, don't we, that are going to be coming down do. Magnolia Lane. We do have a lot of players in the mix, and it's going to be – isn't it just great to have so many players who are playing well uh, and, you know, already looking forward to, to making that kind of a run? I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the great thing about the Masters is you know it's always going to be a story. Um, you know, if you if you'd bet on Danny Willett last year, you'd have made a fortune. But uh, it was a it was a wonderful, wonderful week in terms of golf drama. It certainly was. As always, we appreciate spending time with Steve Eubanks, and uh, you can get your Global Golf Post every Monday. How do they do it, Steve? You just go to globalgolfpost.com. It's a free subscription. It'll come in your inbox. We're the best reporters in our business from around the world. Have a happy, healthy New Year and Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you. You as we, well, Holly. We can say that. that now, you know. Ha. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Will Perry. I am off to uh, Havana. I'm jealous. I'm looking forward to seeing your pictures, just like from your Utah trip last time around. And uh, we will actually be back for our last show of the year of the 2016 season next week. We're going to be giving away a lot of swag. So to all our uh, committed and loyal listeners, be listening next week. The Golf Insiders, we're out of here, and we love you. Bye-bye.